0: Section 7 of A Minor War History. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Andrew Gantz. A Minor War History by Martin Alonzo Haines. Letter number 20. Camp Union, Bladensburg, Maryland, August twenty-fifth, 1861. President Lincoln, accompanied by Secretaries Seward and Wells, reviewed the brigade this forenoon. Friday afternoon, we were reviewed by General McClellan, who is next in command to General Scott. We expect to stay here several weeks, perhaps till the 1st of October. We are so very pleasantly situated that we would not object to lying around here for a few weeks. If the rebels should be bold enough to attack Washington, there will be lots of music. The city is being fortified against any such emergency. Our brigade is working on a fort near here that would prove a hard nut to crack. Three of our regiments were at Bull Run. The first, Massachusetts, was in the Thursday fight at Blackburn's Ford, and the 11th, Massachusetts, was in the Sunday fight. There was a most laughable scene here today. Colonel Fisk's horse ran away with him and bolted smack into Lieutenant Joe Hubbard's tent. Down went tent, horse, and rider all in one grand mix-up. And while they were trying to save something from the wreck, out of the ruins crawled the worst scared man ever seen in these parts since Bull Run. He was reading a newspaper, all unsuspecting when the heavens fell. A day or two ago I read a letter from a daughter of old John Brown. It was written to a brother-in-law of hers in my company, Willard P. Thompson whose brother, her husband, was one of John Brown's men killed at Harper's Ferry two or three years ago. It was a gem of patriotic sentiment, and with a fine womanly instinct she impressed her sorrow that Avis, who was her father's jailer, was killed at Bull Run. He was so very kind to the old prisoner. Letter number 21. Camp Union, Bladensburg, Maryland, September 4th, 1861. Orders came tonight to pack and be ready to march at a minute's notice with two days' cooked rations. I learned from headquarters that we are going over into Virginia again. We want a chance to try the southern chivalry on again, and I guess we will have it before long. We hear there was a scrimmage over there today, and our troops took possession of Munson's Hill, which the rebels had fortified. It is after ten o'clock at night. Taps beat an hour ago, and I must close. Perhaps in my next letter I will tell of a battle, and if I do, it will be a battle won. Letter number 22. Camp Union, Bladensburg, Maryland, Sunday, September fifteenth, 1861. I am somewhat surprised to hear that M. has, as you write me, given her succession-sympathizing lover, the Mitten. I cannot work up any more sympathy for a rebel in New Hampshire than for one in Virginia and a Manchester man who would jubilate over our defeat at Bull Run ought to be taken out into a back pasture and shot. As for my never getting home again, I'm not worrying about that. I went through Bull Run safe and sound, and I don't believe we will ever see a harder fight than that, and there is no reason why I should not come out of the rest of the battles equally well. There has been some sort of a shake-up in the commissary department. Captain Goodrich has had three clerks since I got out, all of whom threw up the position. He and the Brigadier General Hooker didn't hitch up together very well, and now I understand he has quit the service. Am I homesick, you ask? Not a bit. And that does not mean that I would not like to see you and the old folks at home. We are very comfortably situated just now. No signs of immediate starvation. Government rations are excellent. And we can piece out with any luxury we are willing to pay for. And drill and camp duties are so arranged that we have much time for pleasure. I got a letter from Roger Woodbury Wednesday. He is camped on Long Island and is enjoying camp life immensely. The division he is in will consist of ten New England regiments and is probably designed to operate somewhere along the coast when the time comes for the grand move. We are building a line of forts to encircle Washington on the north. Details from this brigade have worked upon two near our camp. One of these now has twenty guns mounted, commanding the country for miles around. How soon we will move we cannot tell. Perhaps in a day, perhaps not for a month. We have two days' rations constantly in readiness. The Massachusetts First has gone over into the country somewhere for a few days. I ran into a little bunch of excitement this noon. Had gone over to a Huckster's on the road running between the camps of the Pennsylvania 26th and the Massachusetts 11th to buy a pie for dinner. Saw a commotion over in the 11th camp, which seemed worth looking into, so I went over. Had just passed the camp guard when I saw one of the boys rushing a Negro out of the crush and over to the Pennsylvania camp. The Negro was almost paralyzed with fright. He was a runaway, and had been with the Massachusetts boys quite a little time. His master got track of him and sent two slave-catchers to get him. But when they tried to execute their mission, some of the boys promptly knocked them down and got the Negro out of the way. End of Section 7